When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is People Every Day. Coming up, what you didn't see at the Met Gala, the inside scoop on the stars and wild styles from a People staffer who was there. Plus, Nicki Minaj under fire for her controversial COVID vaccine comments. And Jennifer Aniston opens up about what she's looking for in a mate. It's September 14th. Hi, guys. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Tuesday. I want to start off with an update on Britney's happy engagement news. So there have been multiple reports stating that her father, Jamie, who is still legally her conservator at this point, will be in charge of the prenuptial agreement for her and fiancé Sam Asghari. But people got word from a source close to Jamie Spears that this is not the case entirely, though he is currently, quote, finding a lawyer to do the prenup. According to the source, it involves finances, and he's still officially Britney's estate conservator. Well, moving on to a very different situation, though still involving a conservatorship, it's been reported that actress Amanda Bynes's conservatorship has been extended for two more years. Bynes has been under a conservatorship overseen by her parents, Lynn and Rick, since a string of mental health and substance abuse instances in 2013. More recently, Bynes sought treatment at a psychiatric facility earlier this year. Now on to one of my very best friends in my head, Jennifer Aniston. She is gearing up for the new season of her and Reese Witherspoon's Apple TV Plus drama series, The Morning Show. And she caught up with Kay Adams, host of People, the TV show, recently. And among other things, they talked romance. Aniston told Kay that she might be over the Hollywood types at this point and that she thinks that relationships between stars and civilians could work out, maybe even in her case. Take a listen. I mean, I'm that's what I'm sort of hoping for is not necessarily somebody in in the industry itself would be nice. I feel like she's going to have a lot more folks sliding into her DMs after this. She also recently shut down rumors that Ross and Rachel are a thing in real life. She told E.T. that the buzz about her and David Schwimmer in the wake of the Friends reunion has been, quote, bizarre, and that these days he's like her brother. All right, now on to another celebrity making headlines for much more complicated reasons. It's Nicki Minaj. She made a controversial statement on Twitter yesterday claiming the COVID-19 vaccine made her cousin's friend impotent. Misinformation concerning the vaccine is a huge issue these days, so we wanted to fact-check what she tweeted. People Digital's West Coast News editor Marissa Charles reached out to public health expert Dr. Leanna Wynn to clarify a few things. And here's Marissa now to take us through what she learned in regards to Minaj's claims. Thanks for having me on the show, Janine. Um, so let me give you a recap of what happened. 
On Monday, Nicki Minaj's fans, they were speculating on Twitter why she wasn't going to be at the Met Gala um, that night. And one of the things that she said, she posted a series of tweets. And one of the things that she said is, if I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. And she then told people that she, um, it will be once she's done enough research, which she's working on now. Then she encouraged her fans to, you know, wear a mask, etc., and, you know, to um, protect themselves. And she then posted that her cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent, she alleges. And that set off a firestorm on Twitter. Um, So we reached out to Professor Dr. Lena Wen. Um, She's an emergency physician and she's a public health professor at George Washington University. And she said that um, Nikki's cousin's friend is wrong and that the COVID vaccine doesn't sort of lead to impotency or swollen testicles or male or female infertility, but that the actual, if you actually get COVID, that can affect the male reproductive system and that could sort of lead to swelling and discomfort. Oh, wow. That was a lot to break down. Really appreciate you taking us through that, Marissa. I just love hearing and being able to share facts from the scientists and doctors who know what they're talking about when it comes to COVID-19. So Minaj said all of that while addressing the fact that she isn't vaccinated yet. Notably, she did not attend last night's big Met Gala, which to attend, you had to be vaccinated. So on to the event at hand. She wasn't the only one who didn't turn out, but I'm excited to talk about the other no-shows, along with who did attend, what happened, and what they wore. I want to know all the details, and I know you do too. So joining me now is People.com editor Lindsay Kimball. She was there on the red carpet and has all of the info. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? How is this morning after such a night? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm still a little bit recovering. I was joking to my husband. I'm like one of those memes that it was like how it started and how it's going because <laughs> yesterday I was all dressed up and today it's sweats and, and glasses. As you do. All right. Well, well, as we mentioned, Nicki Minaj was not there last night, but she wasn't the only one. So who else was missing from the red carpet before we get into all the stars who were there looking amazing? Yeah, a lot of the Met Gala usuals weren't there. Zendaya was not there because she's filming her show Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively also filming. Kylie Jenner was supposed to be going. Um, and then at the last minute, uh, after being in New York for Fashion Week, left and said that she wouldn't be attending. Uh, no Beyonce, no Ariana Grande, Harry Styles we didn't get because he had a concert scheduled that night. So a lot of the familiar faces were missing. Yeah. And we saw we saw Beyonce, you know, and we don't we don't know when these were taken, but she's been on a boat for mm-hmm. quite a long time, living her best life, um, newly 40. So that's her reasoning. But <laughs> moving on to some other statements that were made on the carpet, I, I want to talk really quickly about some of the politics that that took place at the Met Gala. You saw AOC step out in a dress that was, you know, it was a statement. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, tax the rich on the back, um, which was interesting to wear to an event that is obviously notoriously full of wealthy people and wealthy celebrities. $30,000 a plate, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And of course, it's it's going to the museum. So there is some sort of 
you know, charitable aspect to it. But um, I think it was an interesting statement. And she, the dress was by um, an up and coming designer and they collaborated on that. And I think she talked to me on the carpet and said it was important for her to use this platform and this opportunity to be at this event to kind of highlight the issues that are plaguing Americans. Next up, more from Lindsay on what went down at fashion's biggest night. Stick around. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am back now with People's Lindsay Kimball talking all things Met Gala because, well, she was there last night. And, Lindsay, now I want to get into all the couples who hit the red carpet as well as people who we know are in relationships but showed up without their significant others. So, first, who were the couples you were most excited about? It was Rihanna and ASAP Rocky for me, wrapped in their comfy couture blankets looking like they were fresh off of cuddling on the couch. Yes. Okay, so it should be known that they were very late. Not fashionably, I mean, fashionably late, but like very late. The carpet wrapped up around, uh, I would say, nine, and everyone was packing up to leave. And one of the press people for Vogue started telling people, hey, like, don't leave. Someone's coming. You're not going to want to miss. And then we waited, I would say, 45 more minutes. And and it started to absolutely downpour. And then Rihanna and ASAP came in looking really weather comfortable. Comfy and appropriate, so I understood the blankets. But they were so cute. They were kissing and cuddling. Some other couples that looked great, Justin and Haley, um, were so sweet. And there was a little video moment I saw of him whispering, I love you to her. Did he have Crocs on? He did have Crocs on. He had Crocs on. Making sure. All right. (laughs) Who else was there? Um, We had Sean and Camilla. They looked great. Camilla in this purple number. Sean went shirtless, showing off his amazing abs. J-Lo walked the carpet solo and looked amazing. And this Ralph Lauren, very like Western look. But Ben was there and we got that. Epic photo of them kissing through their masks. What a moment, right? No, her look was amazing and she deserved to walk solo. But then you got that just like mask kiss. Thank you. Thank you, Benefer 2.0. I appreciate you guys. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And then we had some, you know, Aisha and Stephen Curry were there and they looked 
gorgeous. I saw a sweet clip of Stefan just kind of like stepping back and admiring Aisha. Oh, I love their love. Ten years, those two. I know. They just celebrated their 10th anniversary, which is amazing. And three kids. And and what about Naomi Osaka um, with Corday? I know he was there, but I only saw pictures of her. So did they walk together or they not? They did walk together. And she was one of the co-hosts. So she was in the earlier end of the arrival. She had an amazing look on with this really like structural, angular hair. So they walked hand in hand and they looked really great and has such a, you know, it's been a challenging year for her. So I'm sure it felt really triumphant to be there hosting with him by her side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's just, we're, we're getting there anyway. And sorry for this being at the end, but we got to talk about the looks, the favorite mm-hmm. looks of the night. Um, mine was Iman. Yes. Oh my goodness, this regal, just ray of of light were, were those feathers like just these this tiered uh, like I don't corset type I don't know what was going on but it was stunning and I gotta tell you I asked her I said is it heavy because she had that huge headdress on and she said yeah. no she like gave me like <laughs> this old thing <laughs> so oh wonderful wonderful and then what about you what what was what was a look that you just oh. <sighs> I got to tell you, I loved Billie Eilish. It was her first time. She was a co-host, and she had just been at the VMAs the night before in kind of like her usual oversized mm-hmm. sweater, black combat boots, which looks great and amazing. And then she steps out on the carpet in this Marilyn Monroe-inspired, huge feminine pink tool gown with her blonde, dew, coiffed kind of like Marilyn, and she just looked absolutely gorgeous, totally commanded. It was quite the Met debut, in my opinion. And speaking of of Marilyn and just like kind of Americana, that was the theme, right? In America, a lexicon of fashion. So we just kind of got all these different interpretations of that. It really kind of ran the gamut of, of what people were doing. I mean, Frank... Ocean had a robot with him, so. I know. I was like, what is that? Yes, green (laughs) robot. (laughs) And then what would you say was just more, because it seemed just a little more muted Mm -hmm. to me this year, which, I mean, all things considered, I totally understand. But what would you say from being there on the carpet? Yeah, I I agree. I think it was a little more muted. And a lot of people that stopped and talked to me said, you know, this was their first big thing they had been back to and they were kind of like tentatively going into it. It felt felt great to be back out there and not that anyone didn't feel safe, but just like relearning how to socialize and even for these celebrities, re-getting used (laughs) to being on a red carpet again. We were talking to Jimmy Fallon and he said this was like really his first night out in like a year and a half at a big event and he was kind of like how do I speak to people again (laughs) (laughs) I love it well I mean someone who you know probably had a little bit of an issue speaking with people just from like a technical standpoint Kim Kardashian Mm. so (laughs) she was fully covered head to toe literally like head covered all black people were trying to figure this out and interpret this can you take us through what the I mean, the look and the thinking was behind her ensemble. Yeah, so it's not super shocking that she did this. I guess she had been kind of teasing us for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of 
different people interpreting it different ways. I saw someone on Twitter say, you know, it could be seen as like a commentary on on her body and how society has changed their view of women's bodies as, you know, her and other more curvy celebs have become more and more famous, um, which I thought was an interesting take in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was different. We're so used to Kim being so glammed up and... Couldn't see a thing. Yes. Except for that waistline. Still snatched. That was People.com's Lindsay Kimball taking us to the Met Gala. For more on last night, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. Earlier this week, we celebrated the return of football. But now, if I may, drum roll, please. Broadway is back <laughs> for my fellow Wickedites, Les fits, maggots, and fanatics. Now is our time to shine and display our vocal chops that we've perfected over the past 18 months because we have had no Broadway. Back when Kristen Chenoweth was on the show, she was just as excited for this moment. Take a listen. Broadway coming back in the anticipation speaks for itself. I cannot wait. So to commemorate this special occasion, here are some of my favorite Broadway hits. There's Defying Gravity from Wicked. And Wait For It from Hamilton. And can't forget, Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Don't waste my time. Thankfully, the show must go on, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 